Hello and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery and I'm your host today. And we are uh, in chapter 19. This is episode 4.4. But before we begin reading, um, I'm going to open this up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you provide for us. We do not take any of it for granted. We know that all of it is yours on loan to us. Um, So for, you know, whatever little things, whatever big things you have uh, given to us, we are so grateful and so thankful. But the biggest gift, the greatest thing you could have given us was the, the gift of your son, Jesus. We thank you for his sacrifice on the cross and the perfect blood that he shed for all of our sins, past, present, and future. Lord, we are so grateful for that, and we love you, and we're so appreciative of what you've done for us. Without him, we would not have eternal life, and we would not have the gift of salvation, so we thank you for that. Thank you for forgiving us of all of our sins. Lord, I pray over this moment in time, I pray over this reading of this chapter, and Lord, just help us to internalize it, to um, put it into our hearts so that we can uh, live it out loud to, uh, to the world, Lord. Um, we want to be shining examples of uh, who you are. So please allow us to be who you want us to be. Guide us, direct us, and uh, help us to focus what it is that your will is for in this moment in time. Lord, I pray blessings over those who are listening out there and reading along with me and uh, their families, friends. Uh, take care of them, keep them healthy, keep them safe, especially during this time of uh, COVID and uh, this pandemic. Lord, we thank you again, and we love you, and we pray that this is a blessing to you as it is a blessing to us, and we pray all this in your precious son, Jesus' name. Amen. So, with that, um, I don't know if I said it, but I'll say it again. So happy that you're here listening with me, and uh, I'm going to, well, eventually you're going to see it, but... uh, just to remind you that we are using the Daily Walk Bible. It's the New Living Translation, NLT. And um, let's see, we're looking at it. But the description of the cover is, um, it says the Daily Walk Bible. Uh, the Daily Walk is in kind of a burnt orange uh, with a white banner cutting across it. And then there's trees, like a forest in the background. It looks like the redwoods, is what it looks like. It's kind of cool. Uh, anyway. So, uh, if you want to follow along with that book, I believe with this particular Bible, um, it's uh, I bought these I think on Amazon, so for like twelve or fifteen dollars. So um, that's what we're reading out of. Um, again, uh, yesterday was a good day. It was pretty meaty, a lot of information, uh, and nineteen uh, goes right into some more good stuff. So um, I'm going to stay on track and uh, keep us on the right path. All right, so chapter 19, episode 4.4. Discussion about divorce and marriage. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went down to the region of Judea, Judea, east of the Jordan River. Large crowds followed him there, and he healed their sick. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason? Hang on a second. Took a little drink there. 
listening. Uh, <clears throat> Haven't you read the scriptures, Jesus replied? They record that from the beginning, God made them male and female. And he said, this explanation why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Then why did Moses say in the law that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away? They asked. Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts, but it was not what God had originally intended. And I tell you this, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery, unless his wife has been unfaithful. Jesus' disciples then said to him, If this is the case, it is better not to marry. Not everyone can accept this statement, Jesus said. Only those whom God helps, only those whom God helps. Some are born as eunuchs, some have been made eunuchs by others, and some choose not to marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can. Jesus blesses the children. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay, their, lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the, this, but the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. The rich man. Someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones? The man asked. And Jesus replied, you must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I've obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? Jesus told them, told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth. It is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. <clears throat> Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God everything is possible. Then Peter said to him, We've given up everything to follow you. What will we get? Jesus replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit 
will inherit life, eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. All right. So let's go back to the beginning. I told you it was good stuff. Um, not that it's not ever good stuff. It's always good stuff. Um, so again, I'm no um, uh, authority on uh divorce um, but uh, you know the it goes back again to the beginning where here's the Pharisees trying to trip him up again you know trying to trap Jesus into saying something that he shouldn't say and you know Jesus has studied the scriptures he knows them inside and out and he says uh, they were uh, haven't you read the scriptures it is recorded that from the beginning, God made them male and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. So God intended uh, from the beginning for man and woman to be husband and wife. Um, pretty cut and dry. I don't see it any other way here. I'm not trying to get politically incorrect, but that's the way I'm reading it. Um, and... Uh, this explains why a man leaves his wife, uh, his father and mother, and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two, but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. I mean, that's part of, uh, if you go to a, a wedding, you can hear that's part of the wedding vows that the priest says. So, um, you know, he's saying... Don't let anything split this apart. Nothing. Um, this is ordained by God. It is blessed by God. And he's saying it, you should stay with the person that you get married to. And then they trip him up. They try to trip him up again. Say, why did Moses say in the law that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away? And it says, this is because were humans and so God was giving them an out because they have hard heart hardened hearts um, and it's but it's not what God originally intended uh, so you know because we are sinful in nature because uh, you know stuff happens uh, we make bad choices you know God gave you an, a caveat basically uh, saying because you're humans and you know, you, you sin, you know, this is, I'm saying, okay, I guess it's okay, but I don't agree with it, I don't like it, and I didn't intend it like that from the beginning. Um, then the disciples are saying, you know, then it's probably better not to marry at all. You know, just stay away from that altogether. And Jesus is saying, you know, not everyone can do that. You know, not everyone um is capable of being single for the, their whole life. Uh, so uh, only those whom God helps. Some are born as eunuchs, some have been made eunuchs by others, and some choose not to marry. Uh, I don't know, I know what a eunuch is, but uh, I think that he's not using that as uh, literally. I think, like, you're looking, I think, again, do your research, but what I'm reading from this is that it's... When God puts something on your heart, uh, if 
he's leading you to do that, then go do it. Like, you know, when people say that I've been called into the ministry or I've been called to be a priest or I've been called to be a nun, um, you know, that I believe that's God helping you. If he puts it in your heart to do it, then go do it, you know, to, uh, to be, um, what's the word, uh, to abstain from sex, basically, is what I think that this is kind of leading to. It's saying, you know, humans are humans, you know, they are, you know, they have sexuality, they want to, you know, and, they, and according to God's law, sex is reserved for, um, for marriage. You know, you save yourself for marriage, for the person that you were intending to have and hold for the rest of your life. And so, with that being said, um, for those people who feel like they can handle not having sex for the rest of their life, like priests and, and nuns, um, then go ahead and do that. That's what I'm getting from that. I'm kind of going off the deep end here. Sorry. Okay. So only those who help, God helps, um, uh, and for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, let anyone accept this who can. So if you can do it, do it. If you feel like that's what God's leading you to do. Um, then Jesus blesses the children. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he can lay hands on them. The disciples were trying to protect Jesus from these people. And Jesus is like, you know, these are the little ones. These are the ones that I want to bless because they are, you know, they're, I'm protecting them. And you should protect them as well. Um, and because uh, the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. Going back to what we read in the last chapter. And um, then we have uh, the story of the rich man. Um, basically, I believe this is saying, you know, if you want to get into heaven, you got to keep the commandments. Well, which ones? All of the commandments, not just some of them. You can't pick and choose what you want to believe in. Same thing with the Bible. You can't pick and choose the parts of the Bible that agree with your life and the parts that don't agree with your life. You're going to say, oh, no, God didn't mean that you got to accept all of it. It's 100%. You either believe all of it or none of it. That's that's the way I feel what God's saying here and what Jesus is saying. And you got to be all in. You're, you've got to be willing to give it all up. And this poor guy was not willing to because he was so in love with his possessions that he couldn't give them up, not even for Jesus. So you have to be willing to give it up. Is he saying you have to be poor? I don't think so. I don't think that God, you know, is telling you you have to be poor. Um, and that's another uh, Bible verse, I think, later on. Um, and so he says, um, humanly speaking, it is impossible uh, for, quote unquote, I'm sorry, the disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved? He, he says, humanly speaking, it is impossible. It is impossible for, for us to be saved without Jesus. Cut and dry. But with God, everything is possible. So God made the way for us through Jesus. And Jesus replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. This is a fast forward into Revelation. Um, when you read into Revelation, there are 24 uh, beings or elders 
that are sitting at the throne. That's the 12 tribes of the 12 elders, the 12 tribes of uh, Israel, and the 12 uh, disciples. And he's talking about the new world that's going to be created after Satan gets thrown into the pit of fire. Um, and he's also saying that um, uh, many who are the greatest now will be the least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. So, you know, the meek shall inherit the earth. Um, you don't have to be famous. You don't have to be uh, important. You know, I think that's what he's saying. You know, the first will be last, the last will be first. You know, those who are willing to sacrifice, those who are willing to do what the will of God is, those are the people who are, uh, you know, they say you get crowns for the good stuff that you're doing on this earth. Um, and so those who are the least will be the first, and those who are first will be last. And I think that's what he's saying there. All right, that's it for today. Um, good stuff, lots of good stuff as always. Blessings abundantly. Um, so I thank you again for joining me, taking time out of your busy day. I know 15, 20 minutes is a lot. I'm sitting here looking at my little clock up on the top of my iPad as <laughs> I'm videotaping. Um, so uh, and again, it comes to the moment where uh, if you have not made a decision for Jesus, if you have not said it out loud with your mouth and put it into your heart, um, this is your moment. Uh, I hope and pray that you will join me in this prayer. If you are a Christ follower uh, and want to say it with us, say it out loud. God loves to hear these words uh, of, your, um, of your moment where you've given yourself to him. So, All right. Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus. It is his perfect blood shed for me that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that for the first time, yay. Uh, so happy for you. Um, so, so, so happy for you. Um, I hope and pray that uh, if you have said this, uh, this prayer, if you have given your life to Jesus, uh, take the next step. Find a church. Uh, find fellow believers who will help you, will guide you. Get into a small group. We talked about small groups, uh, I think, yesterday. Sorry. Um, and, uh, you know, find people that you can share this with and to tell them uh, the good news. Put a check mark next to your uh, chapter today and uh, mark in today that this is the day that you gave your life to Jesus so you know it. Dog ear it and you're, you know, put the date on it. However you want to mark it because uh, this is a big day. It's a big day to become uh, a believer in Christ. So, uh, so proud of you for uh, hanging in there for 18 chapters. Uh, we're on the other side of halfway, so keep doing it. And we will see you tomorrow. God bless you and have a great day. Bye-bye.